At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here we go. Well, welcome back to the second episode with Christian CNI Services, part one. Hopefully, you guys listened to that. If not, definitely go ahead and check that out. In fact, you should go to that episode first so that you are super pumped for this episode. For those of you that are joining us from part one episode on Tuesday, this was a phenomenal interview. This this is one of the best that I've had so far. Reminds me of Kevin, uh, one, of, one of the local guys that I know that also worked for me. That was also turned into a two-part episode. Again, I try, you know, shoot for like 45 minutes is a good average for each episode, but sometimes you really start diving into some stuff and you're like, wow, I just, I just, I just want to keep going, keep going down these rabbit holes of knowledge and pure knowledge and entertainment along the way. And that's what this is all about. This podcast and this community and everything is all about. Um, so, and if you don't know, I'm talking about with Kevin, definitely go ahead and check those episodes out, uh, because that, that is definitely, uh, two episodes to listen to for sure. Those are episodes 11 and 12. So definitely check that out. But so in this episode here with, with Christian, we continue the conversation. Like I said, I had to split it up because it's just so much. And I just, I just wanted everyone to get uh, every episode to get its fair share. So this episode, we finally dig into his snow removal services. He actually started um, his, his, any service w- was snow before he started lawn and landscape. So very interesting story there and the whole evolution of how he's got all this equipment, trucks, trailers, plows, all kinds of compact snow removal as he talks about and his, his way of changing how he does snow removal in his area to set himself apart from the competition. So you, you just don't want to miss this episode. So stay tuned for this awesome experience. So the, the last thing before we dive into snow, I know everyone's really, really uh, probably chomping at the bit here because if they know anything about you and your services and, and following you along on Instagram, man, you you know some snow. You're all about snow. It's like you're, you, where you are seems to be getting all of the snow in the country like consistently where the rest of us are like hit and miss and you're just getting pounded constantly. So we'll we'll, we'll dive into that in, in very shortly, but one last thing I wanted to ask, because I feel like there might be some other folks thinking the same thing with a successful growing business as you have, are you going to go to college? Like, do you find that that's even necessary or what is your whole philosophy on that? So I definitely, uh, am planning on going to college. Um, I am still basically in the next two or three months, you come back. If we ha- if you have me again on in the summer, you'll know exactly what I'm doing. I'm not 100% sure what my path is yet, but uh, I've been very fortunate. I think I applied to, to uh, eight colleges so far, and I think I got accepted to seven of them, and I'm still waiting to hear back from the last one. Wow. But uh, I think that 
it's important to uh, continue your education. And I think that, uh, you know, I, I, as an entrepreneur, I hope to eventually expand into other businesses, but um, I plan on going to college and whether it means a local community college for the first two years while we get our a shop built, hopefully, and continue to expand our team to where it's self uh, running on its own partially. Um, you know, maybe that's an option uh, or, uh, just going to you know college locally in the city or something. You know, great thing about uh, where I'm is we're about you know 30, 45 minute drive from the city. You know, 30 minute train ride. So you know, there's colleges all around us. There's schools all around us, and and I'm sure I'll, when I find the path, it'll you know God will lead me to the path where that was meant to be. But you know, you know, my guess is that at this point, uh, it's probably pretty likely that I will you know, go either go to college in the city somewhere locally or do the first two years at a community college. Uh, if I get a good scholarship, um, opportunity at uh, a regular, you know, four year college after that for my final two years. Um, and I guess, you know, if we looked at that path, it'd be kind of where I would get everything set up with the business to where it's self-sufficient has a shop and everything in a, you know, staff in the next two years. And then, you know, I'm out on the weekdays at college, maybe, it, you know, it, it, all, it'll be interesting to see if you have me back on maybe in six months where, where I'm headed. It'll be really interesting to see. But uh, I think it's important and I think it's not for everybody. Like, I totally agree. It's not for everybody. Um, but I think that it'll be one more way to kind of set myself apart um, and kind of being able to have the knowledge to where, you know, a lot of the stuff that my dad is able to help me with. I don't, you know, I think that I will be able to learn that. And all the, uh, you know, official stuff that comes with that. And so I can grow my own business and not have to, you know, lean on them forever. You know, <laughs> yeah. I think that that's really important. For sure, man. Wow. Well, you definitely have a lot of great goals and good head on your shoulders for sure. And I've been really enjoying this episode. Uh, so let's let's dive right in finally without any further ado. Um Let's dive into snow. What's 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 going on with snow? So you live in close to Chicago, right? So the state of Illinois, and you guys just get pounded with snow. I guess is is, is the deal. So by default, I, f- I feel like you had to get into snow, right? Did you start out that way, or did it just kind of take us down that whole path? Yes. So actually, the first uh, service I ever offered before lawn care was snow removal. I had maybe four clients, and it was probably. You know, half of them were probably my neighbors and the other two were probably down the street and one of them was my own. So I think I started that when I was uh, probably about 10 years old or something, or maybe even eight or nine. I got my first air and snowblower. Wow. Um, and it, it wasn't a real business. It was just, it was just me doing snow, you know, for neighbors. Yeah. And I think that maybe also one of the reasons that contributed to me getting the lawn care, you know, maybe a couple of my uh, neighbors asked for lawn care after that. Um, but that's, uh, that's where we started. And then fast forward to now where, uh, you know, Chicago, it's hit or miss a lot of times. And we've had, uh, basically we're filming this, you know, early February right now. What the, the, the outlook is looking very promising for us. And the month of January was very awesome and very promising. We probably got over 20 inches and, and it's not the inch amount that matters. It's the consistency. I think we were able to get seven pushes, um, you know, and all our stuff is per push. So we were able to get seven pushes in uh, January, which is really good for us after having one at the end of December and none in November. So going into this month, if we would have had this podcast, you know, maybe Christmas, you know, Christmas day, the day after Christmas, 
you know, I would have had a totally different outlook. You know, this winter sucks. We've got nothing over nothing since the end of November. You know, I had I even did a landscaping project in early December um, of installation of a you know a couple uh, trees and plants and bushes and you know that was that it, it's very seasonal here. Um, and last winter wasn't very good. We haven't had a really good winter since 2015. So kind of you know we've just been very lucky and we got to take advantage of it when we can. But that's a little backstory on kind of the. The context, Naylor and I had a really hard, tough time lining this up basically <laughs> because of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we've been going back and forth for maybe two or three weeks. And yeah. uh, literally, I think Naylor reached out the, the night before we were getting ready for a storm or something. And then and we got another one and we got another one and another one. And, and the biggest one we've had was 12 and a half inches. Uh, I think what, that was uh, January 31st. Um, but yeah, so we've had a very fortunate uh, run here with snow and it's looking pretty good here in the first week or two of uh, February. But um, our our snow removal operations are actually consistent with and actually better route density than our lawn uh, setup, uh, I believe, with our route. Right now, I think, uh, you know, we're servicing between 70 and 100 clients per storm, um, uh, commercial and residential. And our, our, our we have a really niche market because we I now I do have a plow on my plow truck for we have a couple small commercials uh, for lots. Um, but we really emphasize on compact snow removal. All of our driveways are done with, uh, you know, a, a multi-force, which if you guys aren't familiar, it's a, basically a, a Toro grandstand stand and more that's converted with a snow plow. Uh, we have snow plows and a snow blower, but you can also configure with a broom. And that's what we, we use with, on our driveways as well as we have a cub kit at Challenger, which is like a UTV with a snow X, uh, five, five, six foot V plow. And then we also have a Steiner articulating tractor with a uh, broom. It's, it's really a beautiful, awesome unit. It's heated cab, broom, uh, snowblower, and plow. So we've been really fortunate to have some companies work with us in, in, on our, some of our equipment. But basically, our, our operations is really, it's kind of like a high, high-end, high-maintenance client base where this year we made the jump to make sure, uh, I think 80% of our clients, maybe 90 on a one-inch trigger, so we're able to better service our clients, you know, because what happens is a lot of clients, you know, they'll say they'll take care of it if it's under two inches and then they don't. And then it gets icy. And it's a sheet of ice with a storm after that. So what we've been able to do this year is turn 80 or 90 percent of our clients to one inch triggers, which basically around here, most triggers are two inches, I think. But a lot of people have one inch triggers because we're able to better service our clients more often. Keep our guys busy with snow because a lot of times you'll get, you know, inch, inch and a half and that's not two. So we're able to keep our, our guys with busy with much more consistent work, maybe you know, and uh, able to better service our clients. So as I was saying with our niche market, we have these uh, snow removal equipment that all of our equipment, even the plow in our truck, has a rubber or poly edge. So we can do any brick paver driveways, cement, anything. It won't scrape, scratch, anything, damage the grass, nothing like that. Um, and we're able to service every single type of property. And we don't have any loose gravel driveways around here. So that's one of the awesome things is that anybody who calls us, as long as they're in our route and they are uh, up for the price that we give them, basically a client. Um, most of our, our clients, we have, you know, maybe a couple streets that we only have one client on, but some streets we have four to 10 clients on. So we're able to really keep our route dense. And uh, usually each crew can get uh, five, six, seven done in an hour, depending on the route. Um, 
yeah, it's kind of a lot of information throwing you all at once, but you know, we've basically with our snow removal operation kept it consistent with, uh, I would say 75% of our clients are lawn customers. And then, uh, you know, at the start of the season, and then we add maybe 10, 15 more clients, 20 clients, you know, a year to the, at the end. And then they become, you know, maybe half of them become lawn customers. So yeah. Um, kind of a lot of information, but uh, that's where we're at right now. We uh, provide a lot of our, you know, we have five or six commercial clients that are actually zero tolerance uh, clients that have sidewalks that uh, need to be broomed and salted, whether it's, you know, half an inch, a dusting or a foot. We got to get them taken care of, broomed, salted, snowblower, whatever, make sure there's no ice, they're safe. And we really like this kind of high maintenance uh, zero tolerance work because we're able to keep our crew busy frequently, which I think is a very good way to attract having, you know, guys come out here to work for you in the winter because we're able to have, you know, maybe 25% more hours of opportunities to work than other companies who have their, you know, they got maybe a couple houses that are two inch trigger. So that's one way we're able to better service our clients and also, uh, keep our crew, busy, happy, and able to provide for their families or, you know, save money, however old they are. Yeah. Wow. Well, you're very thorough and I appreciate it because it's such less questions that I have to ask, but you can definitely tell you, you love snow, right? I can definitely tell. Yeah. And you know, it, basically I'll go into a couple of details of, you know, how I think that a lot of people, you know, snow's not for everybody and uh, it's very demanding. So with our route, if we get about an inch, it takes us, you know, to do what our route takes us about six hours, eight, seven hours. Um, if we get, you know, three plus inches, usually about eight hours plus. Um, and this year it's worked out really well since we've uh, basically expanded our route by 25% or so that with school being all, you know, mainly online and remote and, you know, in, you're in here a couple of days here and there, but, it's worked out really well because you're able to kind of put on zoom on your phone or whatever, if it's during the day. Um, but we've been really fortunate with, uh, having a lot of storms work in our favor where we're able to go overnight and come back in time, right. For me able to do school and my guys keep going. Um, but yeah, so snow for me, I'm really passionate about it. And I, I love winter personally. I love winter when it's snowy, when it's not snowy, it's dreary. It's no fun, but I it's love cold winter in general and, skiing yeah. and, Exactly. I don't know how you guys do it down there, to be honest. Like <laughs> It's just cold and, and miserable, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, as I was saying, like, snow's not for everybody, and I think that even in living in this client, in this environment, it's not for everybody because it's demanding. It takes you away from your families to go work at on demand, basically. And uh, one way that we've kind of mitigated some of the confusion this year is uh, the, I'm guessing this will kind of be an eye opener to a lot of the readers because it's kind of unique. And one way we're also able to separate ourselves from our clients to our clients from other companies is we took advantage of our position and we, uh, we subscribe to a, a personalized weather forecasting service for our zip code, our town, you know, it's a small town. So basically it's called like Neo weather, NEO weather. Um, and they give us personalized forecasts based on our area and it's really interesting because for all for five plus six you know five ten years i've been watching the news looking at the weather apps you know basically trying to get every information i can to get my crews here at a certain time so that we know we're going to go out and best service our clients 
And this has taken a huge anxiety and stress off our shoulders. And it's kind of, you know, it's something that maybe not a lot of people will think about and kind of one of those costs that now we have to incur. But I think that a lot of your audience who does snow removal, it's kind of an interesting thing because, you know, normally, you know, you assume a public works has like a, a write their own, you know, weather forecast or a lar- very large company. But for a lot of you small guys who, medium guys who maybe, you know, servicing 100 clients plus have lost, maybe something to think about because I certainly didn't think about it until uh, last winter when we added it. Kind of something to throw out there. Yeah, I, I think I remember you doing saying something about it on Instagram. And I just because I'm not a huge into snow, I was just didn't really know or understand too much about it. So I'm glad you you touched upon that. What well, is that? So, but is that a, is that like a is that something that's available in any area or just your town? So it's it's a it's available in the U.S. Uh, and also in like Canada, I think. And um, you know, it's if you're I would say south of uh, I don't know, like you know, some, like basically south of Illinois or Kentucky, you know, you're probably not doing much snow, but for, you know, us in more Northern and Eastern States, it's kind of, it's available any, you know, it's a subscription, it's a paid service, but it's kind of one way we've been able to set ourselves from our clients and our commercial clients. So one way we do that is with the rubber edges on our plows and all that. Right. Mm-hmm. And another way is having this accurate weather personalized, it's called like impact, impact based forecasting, you know, basically, they're forecasting to a contractor rather than forecasting to a uh, somebody going to work at you know nine a.m. in the morning driving down gotcha. the Eisenhower to Chicago. Yeah, you know, and it's kind so of so you're getting the you information know, you really to, need. Exactly, and you know whether it's you know suggesting you better pre-treat before a storm or saying you know here's when you got to go out. You know, it's it's just really interesting. It's yeah, something maybe not a lot of people will think about. That sounds like a great tool. What and what what is that again? And how how do people find it? It's called Neo Weather, N E O Weather, um, and it's just something we started using. I think last in, in actually the beginning of 2020 in January. Um, it's uh, impact based meteorology, and uh, it's uh, or forecasting. It's really cool, and it's something that kind of took our operation to the next level um, because. Where I find it actually really thrives is up here, we get a lot of smaller storms as well. And a lot of people, you know, I post a lot on my story and be like, oh, wow, like, what what do you live in a snow globe? You're always getting snow. We (laughs) get a lot of these kind of clipper systems, whether it comes down from Canada or their bigger storm setting to like out east for a nor'easter or something. We sometimes we get just the edge of it and we'll get a quick one or two inches. And, uh, a lot of the times the forecast will say, oh, you're getting less than an inch, you know, and uh, Neil Weather will say, oh, you're getting one or two, and we end up getting one or two. So it's just kind of been like a, you know, we probably better service our clients with that and are able to keep our crew more informed. So it's just something I thought I would throw out there for anybody who's actually in doing snow removal. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate that. I mean, it's that that is a huge game changer, it sounds anyway, and hopefully someone else will um, will see that and, and, and help them out. Hey, it's Marty. We're going to take a quick time out to hear from our sponsors and get you right back to the show. Hey, guys, it's LCR. Most of you know that I love me some sunglasses, right? I've been trying these Toro Eyewear polarized sunglasses this winter. Polarized sunglasses get rid of glare from driveways, vehicles, water, snow, and anywhere there's normally blinding glare. This is amplified over the winter seasons while we're outside working. I'm no scientist, but you guys know what I'm talking about. The sun is always more blinding in the winter. 
Anyway, normally polarized sunglasses bother me, but not these. So if you want to give them a try and save 15%, use code LAWNCAREROOKIE by clicking the link in the show notes or going directly to their website, toroeyewear.com. Now that's Toro spelled T-O-R-O-E, eyewear. Not like Toro the Mowing Company. It's Toro Eyewear. Again, that's T-O-R-O-E, eyewear.com. So go ahead and check that out. Oh, and did I mention there's a lifetime replacement warranty? If you lose them or they get stolen, they replace them. For real. So go ahead on their website and check it out. Again, that's toroeyewear.com. T-O-R-O-E, eyewear.com. This week's five-star rating review comes from Midgar77. They write, great content. Well, thanks for the short and sweet five-star rating review. I definitely appreciate you taking the time. I take the time every week to read a new rating and review. So please go ahead on Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. I appreciate all the feedback. And now the LCR Media Podcast continues. I know in the past when we we're trying to get, you know, get nailed down a time for this episode, um, you, a lot of times you would say, um, I'm, I'm getting ready for the next storm, you know, like I'm, uh, <laughs> so what does that mean? What does that look like? What's the prep look like for, you know, for the next storm? So, yeah, so basically we, uh, get us, we have, you know, we, we get a good idea of the storm coming up usually about two days ahead of time. We'll get some pretty good details on what's going to happen. Um, we'll have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen from, you know, in a forecast and, Basically, the day day or two before, we got to get everything. In in our case, recently, it's kind of like one back to back to back within a couple of days. So we got to get everything gassed up. We got to get uh, our route back in uh, ready order for the crew, and then usually there's a breakdown. If not one, it could be one. It could be five things. You know, even with our equipment, half of it's very very new within the last two years, and half of it's you know three years old maybe. But there's always something going wrong with, you know, snow removal, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, something chips on a snowblower uh, impeller or, you know, you have a major issue on one of your, your, your mowers, you know, uh, multi-forces or whatever, you know, it, 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 it happens every, almost every storm we have something go wrong. And I think that's this year because of how much we've grown in our client base and, and how much we've gone out. That's one of the reasons why. Um but a lot of it's repairs. And I've been really fortunate to have a mechanic who comes out to uh, my house or the shop uh, where I keep my stuff at and we'll do the repairs on, you know, day after and get ready for the next storm. Um, but a lot of it is simply keeping up with the maintenance. And uh, until this year, I never really encountered it because we're servicing so many more clients this year and we've been so much busier that the wear and tear and equipment kind of, you know, it happens. And I've always heard about snow companies having all these breakdowns. I was like, oh, well, you know, what, what, are we t- what are we talking about? You guys got to get better equipment or something. <laughs> yeah. But until we've actually had, we've had a good winter, you know, and with a lot of snow and, and we've had, we've expanded our equipment fleet. There's always something. There's always something. It's, we, I think that it's, 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 it's a time commitment. Um, we had a storm on January 26th. We pushed, we, we I think we had seven or eight inches, very he- heavy, head and wet wet and heavy and we pushed everything twice and then we had a couple big breakdowns and i think i spent like a day straight getting ready and then we had a storm two days later so a lot of this this maintenance repairs and uh getting parts and get everything back filled up again and 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 washing the trucks getting the salt off of it 
that type of stuff, as well as invoicing. Um, I don't know. Everybody uses their own CRM software. We use Jobber, uh, and we have to send out our invoices on Jobber for our uh, per-occurrence clients. For We invoice either per-occurrence or at the end of the month. Uh, our commercials are at the end of the month, and I would say you know maybe 20, 20% of our residentials are uh, are uh, at the end of the month, but the rest is per occurrence so that we're able to keep the cash flow in coming in because we pay our guys the day after the storm, um, and then we got to get paid eventually. So it's it's all that, and then scheduling for the next one, getting the list, getting the crew put together. You know, it, it's it's a lot of work. It's it's I would say the storm is about one third of the work. You know, it takes about three work days. If you work one day for the storm, there's two additional days before and after. Let's say so three days of work for one day of work. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a lot of work. It's and until you do it, it's, you kind of don't see it at all. But this year, I've learned it because we've really expanded compared to last year when it was just at, at Thanksgiving last year in uh, 20, 2019, We had I had one multi force in a plow, and we've added quite a few pieces of snow equipment in twenty twenty. And then now it's been a it's totally different animal. So I've really I've n I was not used to having to do all this work after a storm until this year because we never in twenty twenty one because we never had that issues before when we had a smaller uh client base. Yeah. So what what have you um had any mentors help you through snow or has this all just been trial and error and learning as you go? Snow is something I'm really passionate about myself. So mostly uh, I've learned from failure and, and success for myself. Um, like, but I do take away a lot, you know, you'll, you'll see me in a lot of people's comment sections on Instagram or messaging people trying to learn more about snow, especially on the commercial side. And cause I'm trying to continue to grow there and I'm, you know, I don't know. You guys are on Instagram, you'll open a comment section. Sure enough, I maybe popped a comment in there asking about the equipment, how you charge, what's your hourly rate for snow hauling off a site. You know, I, I think it's a lot of just general use of, you know, talk to a lot of guys. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys on Instagram who do snow removal. And I, I think we talk maybe a couple of times a week, just, you know, bouncing information off each other, mostly me absorbing information. Um, but in my, in my area, uh, a lot of the mentors I have for who do landscaping don't do snow removal because it's a, it's, it's blood money. Uh, it's a lot of headache and a lot of these guys who are, you know, 55, 60 years old have already done well and don't need to do any, you know, not worth the headache for snow. Yeah. Uh, so I guess a lot of my, a lot of snow is on my own and then kind of the stuff where I kind of. Uh, that inspires me to grow for the future. I take a lot of that from Instagram. Um, you know, there's a lot of, I'll just shout out a couple of guys while I'm here, you know, uh, yeah. a couple of guys I follow on Instagram is uh, glacier snow management. I think they're up in uh, North Dakota and they only do snow removal. Um, and it's really interesting to see their, their setups. And, you know, there's like uh GM outdoors, Garrett, he does uh snow removal and they do excavation stuff as well but they're in Minnesota and it's really interesting to see that they have, you know, they got pole plows and all this stuff. And then uh, a couple of guys out there on the East coast, uh, I know in Pennsylvania do snow removal and there's, uh, yeah, there's just, there's always people bouncing information off each other. And that's what I love about Instagram and, and YouTube as well. But my source mainly is Instagram is that you can just send somebody a message or a comment and learn 
you know, somebody took maybe five years to learn that you can learn it in an instant and apply it to your business. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what, a, that's, that's super smart for sure. And, and it's awesome that people are, are forthcoming with that. And that's, that's really the power of community and, and building those relationships, you know, and, um, you know, I, I think it helps open up the doors too, because you don't really think about it as competition as much. Cause a lot of times you're not even in the same town, let alone the same state, you know, um, you're on sometimes on yeah. the opposite side of the country. So there's a little more comfortable, you know, with people sharing, you know, like there just really never is that thought of competition or whatever. It's like, Hey, I'm just helping another guy, you know, we're just helping each other and everyone, everyone can always learn. Like we should never stop learning, you know, um, for, for, to, for continued growth. So that's, that's awesome that you have definitely built that community yourself, you know, with, with just getting that information. I've, I've seen that too. Like what, whether it's you asking me a question or, or like you said, seeing another post, not, not with snow removal necessarily for me, but just other stuff in general, if you see equipment or something being utilized in a different way or, or whatever, I mean, it's, it's all about, you're very inquisitive and want to, want to learn and constantly trying to just, just be better and grow. So that's, that's definitely awesome that yeah. hopefully people can take away and from, I, from that. I imagine also like when you were starting this podcast that there's a couple of guys who you probably looked up to, you know, whether it's Paul or, you know, Brian or whoever had one already out there that you, you kind of referred to for information, right? So it's Absolutely. kind of that similar, similar thing with snow or whatever, whatever, you know, landscaping, you know, I don't know as I don't know even close to all there is to know about landscaping. And that's another place where I'm learning is, uh, where I take passion is where I reach out to people and, you know, try to co cooperate, not, you know, be competition. And, uh, yeah, so I think that there's, you know, I definitely encourage people to who are listening to do that, reach out to, you know, somebody in, on Instagram or in your area, even who you want to learn from. And there's plenty of work to go around for everybody. Awesome. And ha what, what's your ratio for residential to commercial? Do you mainly just have residential or do you have some commercial mixed in? I know you said you want to grow that. For yeah, for snow removal right now, I, I think that uh, about five, ten, maybe five, five, ten percent are commercial, um, and those are pretty demanding clients that need a lot of attention because uh, in our small town, basically, a lot of our clients are around the train station area, and uh, you know whether they're walking to Starbucks to get a drink before they take the train to Chicago, or uh, they are you know walking to the elementary school and passing by the church that's right across from it, you know, there's a lot of slip and fall risks, but uh, I would say five and 10% are commercial. And in the future, I'm looking to continue to expand into the zero tolerance sidewalk snow removal, as well as uh, local uh, parking lots with, you know, truck plows or whatever, skid steers, whatever we have to do. But my key thing is I'm still going to only stay in one or two towns um and keep it within you know all of our snow clients are within a mile of where we uh leave leave for the night you know and set our send our crews out from so maybe maybe two at the most but you know usually you know there's a house within a minute from you uh any given house so yeah that's where we're kind of looking to grow and continue to grow our route density and our current uh residential clients as well yeah awesome uh, would you um would you care to go through or have you had the experience of the different types of I guess I guess payment structures for plowing like you talked about how you you do per push but there's per push 
and there's hourly and then there's contract and all that. So what um, have you tried tried all of them or any of them or has it always been per push and why? So for me, all I have done is per push and per application for salt for our commercials. It's usually a, a rate that we do per bag because our commercials, our, our commercial sidewalks and lots only use a couple bags at most, which is, you know, if you don't know, it's 50 pounds in a bag. Um, a pallet is like 49 bags, I think, on a pallet or something like that. So, you know, usually our commercials are only using a couple hundred pounds of salt at the most. Um, but for uh, the, the, the pay, pay methods, I know a lot of people do uh, contracts for, for larger uh, properties. You know, let's say you got a Home Depot, a Lowe's, a Menard, something like that. Usually that's a, uh, a per year rate divided by a month. And a lot of you guys will like lease uh, a skid steer and a plow um, and leave it at that site for a year or if they own one, leave it there. But I, what I've learned from a lot of, um, of other snow guys on Instagram who do snow is that because I've taken an interest in starting to do snow removal and like relocation off sites, you know, maybe in the future. And if we get even more this winter, maybe on a couple of my sites, I'll have to do that is that's when you do the hourly rates. So usually what entails in snow removal and relocation to whether it's a snow dump or a, or just a different place on the property, you know, whether it's a mall or a shop or something, uh, it's usually you'll need a skid steer, a dump truck, or a small, like a a minimum, a a dump truck the size of my truck. But most guys are, you know, hiring out a trucking company, whether it's an asphalt company, you got nothing better to do. You know, they'll load up those trucks. They'll have a skid steer there and they'll have one plow truck and a couple shovelers maybe. That's an hourly rate thing. So usually it's, you know, uh, a skid steer I think is probably, you know, 100 to 100 or 200 bucks an hour. A dump truck's probably similar. So, you know, you're probably looking at about five, five, 500 to 1,000 an hour for an efficient snow removal operation to haul off a site, you know, and you spend there maybe an hour or two there. I don't do that yet, um, but it's something I'm looking to expand to eventually. And uh, I know it's a big business for a lot of people in cities. So, for example, right now in uh, New York City, you just got what maybe 15, 18 inches. And uh, I I know like the master, the you know sanitation there is doing having a massive campaign. I could say of uh, snow removal to make sure that you can get your parking spots back. You know, so that's you know it is, even it's it's more popular in tight spaces, tight businesses with smaller lots. Because eventually when you get so much or, you know, a, a big storm, you run out of spots. Um, but that's just a little bit about that. But, uh, yeah, so I have only really experienced with the per push and per application. And I, uh, uh, it gets to the point where if you have a seasonal contract, I would, I would, I'm guessing in the future I'll have some of those. But it's kind of weird because those people who have all seasonals, uh, it's like they're kind of wishing for it to not snow because then you don't spend any money on labor, salt, materials, anything. And, you know, if you had that on the East Coast last year, you made bank. I think Philadelphia got, what, three-tenths of an inch all year. So, you know, that's good for you. But uh, I, I just I can't imagine personally not wishing for snow. So I'm guessing I will always have at least a balance of uh, per-pushing contracts if I can go that direction. Gotcha. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely different philosophies, like you said, is what it seems and kind of what works better for, for, for you and, and for your area and, and probably for your clients too. So 
Um, but that's why I want to get your perspective on that. So I really appreciate that. I want to be respectful of your time and your energy. I just wanted to end off with one final uh, question that I had way back in the beginning of this episode. I'll probably have to split this up into two episodes, which would be awesome because there's so much great content here and I, I really appreciate it. Um, but what are, are you willing to, to dig in a little bit of what kind of... Uh, I guess, communication or messaging that you had to your clients, like how are you able to convert them to the one inch trigger? You talked about that, how this year you really kind of stepped the game up for yourself and, and created more work, uh, you know, in hours for, for your crew and as well as just being able to service your clients better and just doing a better job with the one inch trigger versus the traditional two inch trigger and kind of went, went against the norm of what everyone else is doing. So yet again, this is another way to set you apart, but that's easier said than done, right? Because your clients might be like, well, everyone else is two inch. Like what, what's with the one inch? Now that means I'm going to have to pay you more because you're going to come out more frequently. So how did that all go, go down? So uh, how it happened is for all of our new clients that we picked up this year, that's what's on our quotes. And if they, if they request to change it to a, a two inch trigger or a three inch trigger, or whatever, you know, we don't do anything. We have a couple of clients that are four inch triggers or three inch triggers, but they pay more per push because we're coming when there's a real storm. We're coming, you know, they pay significantly higher, but in the long run, they are definitely saving money. Uh, but for our, all our clients we quoted for, for residential, that's already in the quote. And if they want to change it, they're welcome to, and, and the rate will likely go up, uh, you know, marginally for, you know, most of our clients who aren't on one inch are on two and a couple on three, sparing few on four, but, uh, it's a, it's a much more reasonable rate per occurrence, but most clients, maybe, I think we probably picked up about 30 new clients this year. Um, I would say, you know, five of them had, were wanting to be on a two inch trigger or three inch trigger. Um, so all our new clients really were just happy with uh, what we had there. Um, and no complaints so far, which is awesome. Um, and especially with weather, like right now for our clients who were on a two inch trigger before, um, we sent them a message in the quote saying, you know, based on past snow events, we found it really helpful for our clients that were, when we come at one inch, we're going to be able to better keep your, your driveway safe. Because for example, right now it's, uh, We've had a repetitive snowstorms the last week. We had three inches on Thursday, and uh, if and we're going to get maybe one to two inches today. And right now it's like six degrees, and it's going to drop down to negative nine tonight. Uh, this is Fahrenheit, mind. And uh, you know, if you have one inch and then it drops even to twenty degrees, and you drive over it, it's like an ice sheet. And then when you come back to do the snow removal for two to four or five, whatever, a foot of snow. It's, you're not going to have traction. It's going to be icy for, for weeks. And it's not really, it doesn't look good on you even because then you're, you know, what happened to having a clean finished scrape on my pavers, you know? So we're able to justify it to our clients by saying, you know, we're able to keep you safer, peace of mind that you'll be able to get in your property at all times. And it's, uh, you know, we're able to provide, you know, better service. So if, if my, my advice to anybody who's getting snow removal or has a small operation as is, is if possible from the very start push that because of the benefits of that because then you're not going to have a situation where you have a couple hundred clients on a two inch trigger and you're really getting a lot of one inches and you know it's you know it, it it's not very good for your your crew because they're not able to go out very much 
And it's not that we're doing unnecessary work. It's just that we're attuned to the local environment and saying, you know, because it's true that, you know, a lot of clients won't do their stuff. If it's, you know, if we don't come, they're just going to let it sit, drive over it. And that's not what's good for us or them in the final, final product after we get a real couple inches of the snow is that it doesn't leave a clean scrape. It's going to be there for weeks, you know, and if you get situations like now where it's going to be in the negatives for every single night for the next week, which is pretty, pretty extreme for around here, then that's, that's not going to help at all. So that's kind of a little eyeglass of, you know, kind of seeing into how we, we recommend it to our clients based, based on past years and temperatures. Um, why this makes sense for your property. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, Christian, man, you really uh, have a, a, a wealth of knowledge and experience, you know, doing this for well, eight years now uh, of all kinds of different services and continuing to grow and, and educate yourself and um, that the future is wide open for you, my friend. And I, I look forward to following your journey and we probably will have to have you back on again, you know, sometime within the next year to see how far you've grown in, in such a short amount of time. Um, but I definitely just want to respect your time and, you know, it, it is the weekend and you probably have to prepare for your next storm, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. We, we could be getting something tonight and then on Monday and then Thursday maybe. So, uh, yeah, but I really appreciate you having me on and it'll be exciting to see kind of a little check in, I guess, in maybe six months, a year, whenever it happens again, um, to see how, how it's grown and, you know, and I'm excited to see who else comes on your podcast and, uh, Definitely, I'm going to be putting on this podcast when I'm doing snow removal overnight now. And, you know, if, you, if your views go up at 3 a.m. and you're wondering who's watching, you can probably count on That's me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, well, that, that's, that, that's that time of year. You know, you're either uh, listening while you're mowing or you're listening while you're snow blowing or plowing. So for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, thanks. Awesome. Thanks again. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. And you, uh, you keep getting after it and stay safe and warm out there, man. I'll, I'll be in touch. Hey guys, before you head out, if you could do me a quick favor and go on the podcasting app that you're listening to this episode on and click follow or subscribe, it would mean a lot. Thanks. Mr. Producer here, and if you're enjoying Naylor's podcast, I recommend you head on over to his YouTube channel at LCR and see what else he's doing for the community and become a part of the LCR Media Network. Just click join next to the subscribe button and you'll have instant access to exclusive training videos, a private Facebook group to network with other members, and live streams with Naylor. You'll get access to every YouTube video before anybody else does, and you can even schedule Zoom one-on-one video calls with the Lawn Care Rookie and talk about anything you may need help with in your business, like best types of equipment, going part-time to full-time, how to get the best route density, finding your ideal clients, finding employees, or just anything else you need help with. Again, all of this exclusive access is for LCR Media Network members only. Just click join next to the subscribe button on the LCR YouTube channel and be a rookie for life. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.